0: Welcome to the Being the Change podcast. I'm Kristen Vanderveer, your host, here with Isabel Kiyosayan, your other host. (laughs) And we are the founders of Meditation Without Borders with Shannon O'Dalton. And today we are talking about awakenings, spiritual awakenings specifically. And tonight's uh, topic was provoked, or inspired, I should say, (laughs) Um, inspired by a kind of an intense little episode that Izzy just had so
1: Izzy do you want to take it? Yeah of course Uh, well this weekend I went to Acapulco with my boyfriend's family my boyfriend's name is Patricio and you know after really being exhausted from teaching as many people as I can without being in danger of COVID and not putting other people in danger. <laughs> it <laughs> seemed like the perfect weekend. So uh, we were there and it's funny how the universe kind of puts everything into into perspective because the day before I got there, um, we were a bunch of people. It was um, my boyfriend and his family, his mom and his brother and um, his mother's partner and his kids and you know everybody (laughs) brought either you know their partner or their friend so we were like 10 people and so we were doing you know the typical game that you play in pools when you're a kid where you kind of swim as farthest as you can without breathing and so we were, you know, the guys thing, they were like competing against each other and things like that. And so
0: <laughs> when your message got to that, you know, she sent me a WhatsApp message this morning and I was listening to it when she got you, so we were playing the game where you swim without breathing. I'm like, oh, this isn't going to go. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like where this is
1: going. Yeah, it was, but, it, you know, it seems harmless, but, uh, you know, when you think about it, it's not. So... <laughs> They played this. This was before I arrived. I arrived a day late. And then, so Patricio, my boyfriend, was telling me about it. And he was like, You know, I was so intense, I almost fainted. And it was like, Okay, that's not good, but okay. <laughs> and then, so we had that bit of information. And then, like the next day, we were like, Let's play again. <laughs> and so, obviously, I was the first to go and the first to lose. <laughs> I only made it like, like halfway to the pool. Um, So, but it was funny because I bumped into my cousin who was also staying in the same apartment complex, which is funny, you know, Acapulco is a big city and we stayed in the same place. So the universe kind of starts to put these things into play. So she was staying there with her two kids and her two kids love Patricio. And they were like, oh yeah, like, you know how little kids kind of look up to certain adults. So they really look up to Patricio. So it was Patricio's turn. So he started swimming. And so one of her, her children, he was walking above the pool, like in the um, in the ground, just to like follow Patricio to see what he was doing. And so he was following, and Patricio made it to the other side of the pool where we couldn't see him anymore. But Patricio's mother was... She was kind of looking out because of what she had heard that Patricio said that he had fainted. So, almost uh, fainted. Almost fainted. Yes, almost fainted. <laughs> um so she was kind of looking out. He couldn't see him, but she could see the kid. So, he was the kid suddenly stopped walking and so she started walking towards and she asked him like what's going on and the little kid was like, "Well, he's not moving anymore." So when we all heard that, we just ran. Like, I remember I was in the pool. I just got out of the pool. I ran with all my might. I don't think I've ever run this fast. I'm not a good runner. <laughs> <laughs> and I went into the pool. The mom was the first to get there. You know, motherly love is completely unconditional and amazing. So her mom... um. His mom was the first to be there, and she tried to carry him. He was completely face down and passed out in the pool. So the mom tried to get him out of the pool, but she couldn't because, you know, it's it's dead weight. It's so heavy and in a pool. So everybody got in the pool, and between three people, they tried to get him out of the pool. And when they finally did, it was the scariest thing that I've ever lived. His He looked he looked dead his body his like the life had drained out of his body i hope i don't cry (laughs) but he looked completely gray his lips were completely purple and he looked he looked like he was dead for me it's like i i really thought for a second that he might be dead and in in the back of my head was like he can't like this can't be like this is an amazing person like This can't be his ending, you know, (laughs) but I was like, well, the universe has its way. So it was just the, the worst thing that I've ever, that I've ever seen. So they drag him out of the pool and you know, the body is so unbelievably wise. So he ran out of oxygen, but he forced his body to go a little further. So the body just passed out. It fainted. But since I don't know how, but the body knows that it's in a pool it closed, it's, it, it kind of closes your throat and your mouth. So you don't, you know, breathe in water and that's when you choke. So once we got him out of the pool, they opened up his mouth and then the body realized that it's out of the water. So he started breathing, but this, you know, it maybe was about 20 seconds, after you know the maybe 2 minutes that he was swimming but it was the longest 20 minutes of my life and so we didn't know if we should do CPR if we should do mouth to mouth i was ready to do everything even though i don't know how to do anything i was like i'm going to do it like i see in the movies <laughs> 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 but you know the lifeguard came they called an ambulance everything and then he slowly started reacting but we didn't know if, you know, there had been damage to his brain. We didn't know if he had swallowed water. So he slowly started to kind of um, get back into consciousness. And um, the ambulance came. They checked him. He was, you know, physically, as I was saying, he was physically fine. Um, you know, he felt so bad. He had uh, nausea, migraine. He was feeling really, really bad, but slowly started um started kind of coming uh, uh, into consciousness. And, you know, what happened is that, you know, it was, I think, one of the most stressed moments that I've ever lived in in my life. But what we were talking about and what we wanted to to kind of develop in this podcast was about the awakening that happens when we live these, these moments. And, you know, all, all the kind of problems that we might have had in the relationship, everything just kind of fell because once I kind of saw that I could lose him everything that was not important that at some point I thought might be important just completely <laughs> fell you know I was like there's nothing stronger than this love you know and I just it it sounds really corny but I felt like I, I just completely fell in love with him all over again in a, such a more powerful way <laughs> I hope he's listening <laughs> <laughs> maybe not he'll be embarrassed but um <laughs> but but that that is what happened just it it was amazing because all these irrelevant things just fell like I didn't care about any of the stuff that I would have cared at at another moment. It was not important and it just gave me such a big perspective on on life. And how, when you're, I mean, I wasn't close to death, but when you or someone near you is close to death, it just gives you the perspective, the cosmic perspective of things that are really important. And, you know, how, seeing how his mom was there, saving him, she ran with all her might, she was using all his. strength or or all of her strength to kind of get him out of the pool. Everybody was helping, like people we don't even know, people that we didn't even talk to were there helping us out, telling us what to do. And it was like the epitome of, of the human experience at its best. You know, how everybody was willing to help, everybody was concerned, everybody was trying to see what they could do to make things better, people calling an ambulance things like that and it, it just it was so clear to me how when these things happen the best version of ourselves comes out the cosmic big perspective i know it sounds a little like oh yeah cosmic perspective but the big picture is is there and it was it was i mean in a, such a horrible moment there was such beauty
0: yeah now it's fascinating you know this is kind of watching Karma in an extreme sense, you know, um, which is those, you know, karma in a nutshell is, you know, when you are aligned with nature and, you know, your bigger self, which is basically everything. So when you're aligned with where nature is already going, then things run smoothly. When you go against it, then things go rough. And the more against you go, the rougher it gets. So, you know, this happens individually. This happens in society. You can see your society has gone Against nature, quite a bit because we're hitting a lot of karma right now. <laughs> you know, where it's like we're kind of reaping what we've sown. Um, not to get too biblical, but you know, um, but to when something like this happens, where, you know, and not to say that, you know, when something like this happens, it's, 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 you can't say like something you did caused this. It's not, mm-hmm. that's not how it works, but it, it awakens you, you know, it really mm-hmm. does. It, and it, it it's, you know, like you said, it, it's not like something you purposefully did to give yourself that cosmic perspective. It's just, it happened because like you said, the shock of almost losing him suddenly made the proportion of all those other things so tiny <laughs> exactly, <laughs> and compared to your love for him, which is so infinite. So it just, it just completely put everything in perspective. Um, and oftentimes it's interesting that spiritual awakenings can happen after um after after difficult experiences you yeah. know um for me personally it was i can pinpoint you know i mean everything i guess is leading to everything else but there was a moment when i kind of get knocked off my trajectory
1: mm-hmm.
0: and my trajectory of a you know advertising creative you know person yeah. uh <laughs> who is eventually going to just be in advertising <laughs> even more with a bigger sell- i don't know where that goes but um it wasn't a good trajectory. <laughs> Let's just say <start> <laughs> <laughs> And got knocked on the path of what I'm doing now. It happened after my mother passed away. And um, it was such a huge shock because we didn't, you know, it, it happened suddenly. You know, and I was trying to get there um, to see her. You know, I was on a plane. The planes kept getting delayed. And I was just trying to get there. And I, I didn't get there in time. And I found out. Um, There's a doctor on one of the planes in the airport who was a doctor at the hospital where she was at and so he got somehow got a nurse to get on the phone and that's how I found out. So I found out in Philadelphia airport and it was just like my entire universe crashed um, but when it, uh, to make a long story short, um, I ended up having like a stretch of like four days of unity consciousness from that and um unity consciousness was, is the highest state of enlightenment <laughs> just so yeah. our listeners know <laughs> yes yeah, sorry to get technical on you yes yeah, so it was a high state of enlightenment where there's no grief because you feel everything is one um it's just this state of love like i was just feeling nothing but love i couldn't feel any sadness i didn't i didn't feel like you know sadness for losing her because she didn't go anywhere and mm-hmm. i was able to experience that um, and it didn't last cause I didn't earn it. It's not like I meditated to get there. And so <laughs> I came crashing down, <laughs> but I did have an awakening. And it caused a spiritual awakening, which when you, you know, people can have these higher consciousness experiences and they don't necessarily stay, but they do give us a window yeah, into where of, things are going.
1: Of what you, you mm-hmm. can feel, um, all the time. Um, just, you need it. You, I mean, as we were saying, unless you're Eckhart Tolle, you, you yeah. might need a,
0: a technique to help you get there. <laughs> yeah. Eckhart, uh, apparently he just, you know, he just, I, I don't know, he's sitting on a bench or something and like enlightenment hit him out of nowhere. So that doesn't happen that often. Um, but, um, you know, but I do remember um, someone telling me, and this might not be true, but I was told... That, um, something similar kind of happened to St. Francis. You know, mm. he almost died due to um, he was very sick. He had a very high fever. You know, came close to death, and then his fever broke, and he started talking to the animals. <laughs> 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 so, so for him too, trauma um, provoked the spiritual awakening. Um, but usually, you know, something provokes them, and oftentimes it's it's you know what's whether it's a a quick spiritual awakening, like something I experienced or something at Tolle or St. Francis mm-hmm. <laughs> experienced, or if it's something that's more gradual, um, you know, usually something is pushing you there, which gives some of these, these things that are happening to us that seem so traumatic and, and undesirable. It gives them some validity. Um, you know, it, it's like, I, I tell my students right now who, You know, everyone is struggling right now because we're all being put in the vice. Mm -hmm. And um, it's really, you know, I tell them, it's like, you're going to grow more this year (laughs) than you have grown (laughs) in your past decade. Because it's these obstacles that let us push off for our growth. You know, it's we sharpen ourselves on the obstacles. It's, It's the obstacles that that is how we grow. It's part of the process of that evolution, that growth and that spiritual awakening requires some of that pushing.
1: Exactly. It's a Unless- little like like when you're just dreaming and you're having kind of a bad dream, but it's not enough to awaken you. But when you have a nightmare, it's like, like you have to wake up. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is awful.
0: I don't want to be here. And so, <laughs> I've never thought of it that way, but yeah. I think I read
1: it somewhere. It's not my original thought. I have to admit <laughs> but it's it's kind of the same these awful circumstances that sometimes just um we're forced into uh that happen naturally the universe uh, somehow aligns them like i'm sure what what patricio lived through like i i'm sure it changed everyone that witnessed it like the little kids my cousin who was there, obviously, uh, Patricio's mother, Patricio's stepdad, like everybody who was there, and it changed me, that's for sure. I'm, I'm, I wanna, I wanna keep having what I, what I, the, the feeling that I had of not really putting attention into these minute things and instead of being, you know how we say it's the funnel, no? When, 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 mm patricio went through this i was in the in the broad broad spectrum of the funnel and i was on on the big side and it kind of puts the small things into a lot of perspective and and i, I want to continue to do that and that's well, that's what happens when these bad things happen to us they, they push us into into really really growing a lot and then evolving at a faster rate and obviously putting things into perspective and seeing the, the bigger the bigger picture of what's really important and where we need to be.
0: So just to clarify, the funnel she was talking about is, you know, uh, another way of talking about, you know, your state of consciousness in which, um, you know, it's kind of like the same as the ocean and wave analogy where it's like, you know, it's all the same, you know, we're all one, but your consciousness can be in the wave or in the small end of the funnel or your consciousness can be in the big um ocean it can be you know when we meditate it goes down to the floor (laughs) um but what enlightenment is when it's in both places at once you're in the Mm -hmm. in the small part of the funnel and the big part all at the same time it's all-encompassing which is why we call it cosmic consciousness because it's all-encompassing not cosmic as in like you know comets and planets (laughs) 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 asteroids um sorry i totally interrupted
1: you you were talking about covid with your students Oh, was I? Yeah, <laughs> and then I just went in my comment with the nightmare and the dream.
0: <laughs> oh no, I th- I thought it made sense, but I I um I was just I was just explaining, you know, when you're talking about going in and out of the, mm-hmm. you know, and we go in and out of the the wave in the ocean all the time, and you know, um, and the more stressed we are, the more we're up in the wave. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, like you said, these kind of difficult things um bring us into the into the ocean. I actually read something somewhere recently that I um, thought was really beautiful. And I wish I could um, cite where I read it, but it it said um, that people who, who um, pass away before their time um, give us a great gift. You know, when someone passes away um, it's a gift to all the people that knew them because it basically triggers that awakening in all of them, and I thought that was lovely because it there's is. so many times when people, you know, I, I, students have come to me and it's just like, well, why, why did they have to go? You know, why did this person have to leave now? Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, were they not relevant? You know, because <laughs> yeah. we talk all the time about, you know, destruction comes when when things have lost relevance. And I'm like, no, it's not that they aren't relevant. It's just that their passing has tremendous relevance. And that their passing can create such a, you know, when I think about my mom, for example, I'm like, of course she was relevant. You know, she'd be relevant now. I could really <laughs> use her help right now <laughs> with my kids. Um, she would have tremendous relevance. However, her passing, I can credit her with the teaching of every student I've ever taught. You know, Amazing. She, so when we think of it that way, it's kind of, it doesn't feel as senseless, I feel like. Yeah. yeah. I, and in your case, it's lucky because Patricio didn't, he didn't have to die. Yeah. For, you know?
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Thank goodness. yeah, he gave us that relevance and he's still, he's still relevant, which is, which is kind of what was in the back of my mind. I was like, no, it, it can't, it can't be so. But, um, you know, sometimes, like I, I've been talking to one of my students and she's been having a really hard time because she has a lot of back issues and she's going through terrible pain and this um, COVID thing has been awful because she's been having even worse of the time. So I've been talking to her a lot and it's been super interesting because this physical pain that she's been having has opened an amazing door for growth in consciousness. Mm -hmm. So the worse the pain gets the deeper she goes and she's been doing everything she can to get physically stronger, to get uh, mentally more prepared. She's been meditating a lot. She's been doing all this inner work and it's, and I, and what I we've been talking is that her pain is not only going to be relevant for her growth. It's going to be relevant for so many other people's growth. Mm-hmm. And and it's something similar that that I lived with. I didn't have physical pain, but the worst time that I've ever had in my life was right before I went on initiator training, <laughs> and it was because I was I, I was very close to my mother when we when I was a child. I was going to say when we were children, <laughs> when I was a child, and um, and then and then we we had very different perspectives on on life and we had a very very toxic relationship it even it was very violent and i would not recommend what i lived um what i lived with her to anyone it was awful but at the same time i am so unbelievably grateful that that happened because i know that that was a turning point in my life it got i was working a job that i hated as you were saying about the advertising, I, I was in sales for TV, and I remember getting home every night and crying, and then, you know, having these awful fights with my mother. It was the worst time ever, but at the same time, it was the, you know, it was the best of times, it was the worst of times <laughs> But it it really was because I was having such a hard time and I couldn't really change anything outside to make it better. So I had to go within, which is what, you know, we were talking about before. There's, there's no other way. So I was like, okay, what can I do? And at that point, it was when I decided that I wanted to be a, a Vedic meditation teacher. So I did all of all of exploring the vedas i did all of mastering the cities which is which are these advanced courses that you can take when you're a vedic meditator about you know all the vedic knowledge it's it, they're really amazing and i i had that spiritual growth at the same time that i was having all these all these issues with my mother and my work and i was having a really bad time but thanks to that that moved things in me that i was like i need to grow and now it's, it's, I, I'm thankful. And I look back on that time at such a privileged time in my life because I would not, as you said, you know, I would not be where I am today. If it wasn't for that, I would not be able to teach people to meditate. If it wasn't for that, it was awful, but it was the best thing that I, that I could have ever asked for. And I would have never asked for that, but you know, the universe <laughs> made it happen because it was the only way that I would move.
0: Well, it's interesting because it's, you know, with all the COVID situation going on around the world, you know, I, it's like walls are popping up everywhere. Mm-hmm. You try like you try and make plans, you know, they're going to fall through right now. <laughs> like, you try and do something. It's like, bam, wall. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, what is what is with all this, conf- you know, this confinement? What is with all this? Um, it just feels like we're we're less and less latitude, which mm-hmm. is the definition of karma, that you're losing latitude in order to be directed, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like, imagine something on, you know, a car on a wide road. It has a lot of latitude. It can go anywhere, but when the walls come in, it can only go one place. Mm -hmm. And the one place that, that all this is, is, is taking us to is it's forcing us inward, you know? I mean, literally inward in our houses, you know, (laughs) literally, (laughs) um, but we are, you know, it's forcing us to all go within and whether that means, you know, for many of us picking up meditation, or that means taking a look at your life and looking at the priorities, but it's an inward, it's a, you know, people are taking their gaze outward to inward. Um, and for a, if you think about how severe it's gotten it's because the need for people to go inward is this important. It's like, we can't, we can't be given the option like it's like you have to go
1: inward right we
0: didn't listen so now it's (laughs) it's being a mandatory it's yes it is a mandate to go inward but what happens when you go inward is you start evolving Mm -hmm. you know evolution evolution needs to happen there's been stagnation and so now we need to be going in the right direction and so we all have to go inward in order to to find that ocean we all have to find that wide big cosmic part of ourselves And it's going to take all kinds of, in California, not only do we now have COVID and fires and smoke, but apparently the bubonic plague (laughs) has just hit California. Uh, You know, the one that like 1400s, you know, the the whole run with the rats and you know that, that killed off like three quarters of humanity and the whole thing well, yeah. I did not I did, I had, this is the first time I'm hearing this yeah bubonic plague is now in California so it's like we have we're getting it all we'll probably get it in Mexico in a few months because <laughs> Mexico just follows yeah <laughs> Ooh, they've got bubonic plague we, we need to be next <laughs> that must be what's cool now Sign me up! Sign me up! Ooh, cool California. It's bubonic plague. No, it's just it's it's almost comical. It's like, oh, I'm sorry, the the fires apparently weren't enough, or the ridiculous political situation we're in, or all these things. It's like no, because apparently it's not. Because I'm reading the news and I'm like, oh man, I'm like, no, no, no one. They're not getting it. (laughs) People, come on! Like, come on! I'm like, it's just going to keep getting worse until we start waking up collectively but you know it's happening we're having people are waking up there's a lot of people who are just reassessing their whole life right now Mm -hmm. um and that happened like when my mom passed away it was amazing what fell away you know it was almost like the relationships in my life either got strengthened tenfold or they just disappeared Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know um what was relevant like what got much richer richer and deeper and what wasn't relevant was just it's not like it like was a bad thing. It just they just were gone. They just somehow were no longer in my life. Yeah. And it was so incredible to see that happen. Um and that
1: would have probably happened eventually, but when cool. something as big as this, it, it it makes you evolve at such a faster pace that it's like it happens so quickly. Like 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 that. It's like this person is no longer relevant. This person is super relevant. And it accelerates that evolutionary process because when you live things that are that are that big, you grow at that big of a pace, that fast of a pace. I don't know if I said it correctly,
0: but that I think that's fine. I think they got it. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's but, you know, when you whenever you have fast growth, you have growing pains, mm-hmm. you know, exactly, and, exactly. <laughs> and it's not comfortable. It's, you know, you know, I like my karma nice and thinly spread. I don't need it. I do too, but I'm a bad <laughs> listener. Uh,
1: my my uh my earthliness is very slow. So sometimes when I know something is going to happen, I kind of just, at the end of my meditation, just go like, just be gentle because I know I'm not a great <laughs> listener and I need, I, I need something big to happen, but I don't want to be for it to be too big. <laughs>
0: I know I'll I'll kind of talk to my inner self too sometimes where it's like I know I know please I don't need a lesson I don't need a lesson I'll get there just be patient I don't need you know I'll get there I don't know if you read Eat Pray Love but um, oh god a long time ago
1: uh, I don't remember but her friend in India (laughs) Richard he told a story which I remember perfectly which was very funny because he he was meditating, and he asked, you know, his inner self, like, when I have an open heart, please, you know, let me know. And he had open heart surgery, and he was like, <laughs> "Okay, I get it. Next time, be gentle, please."
0: I love that we're quoting. You pray, loved.
1: How cliche <laughs> what a, are we?
0: What's the great Vedic text? <laughs> no Ramayana. Just some eat pray love. <laughs> hey, that's right. Don't don't. I liked that book. Whenever it came out in the two thousands or whatever, it was it was entertaining. It was good for when it came out because I think that was the beginning of a lot of people just starting to think about this kind of. thing. Yeah. <laughs> now it seems pretty silly, but you know, that's how fast we've grown as a collective. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> a collective is fast. Eat pray love. <laughs> Like,
1: I I remember myself when I took the course, and I was much slower than my
0: students are. <laughs> but you just talked about how slow you are in general. That's true. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm slower than my students now, a lot of them. Some of them are telling me their experiences. I'm like, well, that sounds nice. <laughs> great. Tell me about <laughs> Fantastic. I'm so glad on your second day of the class, we are having GC experiences. GC experiences, for those who don't know, are, are what we call God consciousness experiences, which are just higher, you know, sometimes you have experiences in higher states of consciousness, and that's what they are. But some people are getting them really quickly now. And I'm just kind of like, I have a little bit of consciousness in me. <laughs> It's like, great, great job. Great, amazing. So glad. So glad. It's like, so, so glad great. I taught you so well. <laughs> it's all because of me. I know, exactly. <laughs> You've surpassed me in two weeks, and it's because of me. I'm, I'm the best teacher ever. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's like, I don't know if you remember uh, when they would put us uh, Maharishi lectures in, in our initiator training. Oh god, yes, I do.
0: Like well, story. do I remember?
1: I was not awake for most of them. Let's just put it But there's a reason and it's because they were extremely dull. <laughs> Sorry, I would t- I wanted to look for a night's reward, but yeah. nothing. Nothing came. Like I know Maharishi t- t- tended to the to the, you know, cosmic environment of where he was, but it's because people back then in the 70s were much less evolved than we are now. So, we I mean, if you ever listen to the lectures, they the questions that they ask are questions that not even first day students ask. Like they're very, very, um I don't know the word, but not as evolved. Yeah, they're more people are now.
0: Yeah, those I mean that's not to say that pe- there weren't people in the seventies of high consciousness states. Obviously Mur was one of them. So I don't want anyone who's, you know, was around back then listening to this and being like, Hey, wait a second Yeah. I was evolved. <laughs> <laughs> but even just the, the the awareness level of you know um of people at the back then was was not where it is now because obviously we've built from that point and you know what's fascinating about those very boring lectures we had to listen to was when you read Maharshi's book like the was the art the That's science nice of, life of art. And the art of being um that w- it's like the first few the beginning of that book is like oh it hurts your head it's so advanced so um So I know, you know, it's just interesting that he had to keep the, he was, well, whenever, whenever a guru speaks, he can intune the average state of consciousness of the group. So he was basically speaking to the average state of consciousness of whatever that group was, and they just were not, you know, super far along with things, but that's okay. And they were the most evolved at that time. So... And when we talk about this evolution thing, I, I want to just be clear, because sometimes, you know, I was even talking to my group meditation about this. You know, I don't want us to come off as sounding like we meditate. So we're like better than anyone else. We're you the know. best. We're so good. <laughs> we're so good. When we talk about evolution, everyone's at their own state. Everyone's at their own place. No one really knows where you're at, but the, but but everyone is everyone is evolving, even those that we you know even those family members that we think aren't evolving are evolving yeah, yeah they're <laughs> because the whole all of creation is evolving all of creation is one thing so it's all going in one direction you know sometimes there's stagnation and things get pulled back a little bit but it, it eventually that stagnation will build up enough so that it gets pushed forward again and so um which is what's so happening we- now we had stagnation so things are
1: uh kind of the walls are coming in so that we can
0: evolve a little faster and really no state of consciousness is better than any other you know it's not like um it's just like you know when you think of like a child is not as you know advanced as an adult in many things but no one say a child is lesser than an adult you know and the things they do are so charming because of the state that they're in so it's it's not like we can say you know oh just because we meditate we're more evolved it's just meditation is like evolution training. So wherever you're at, wherever you're, you know, wherever you are in your own evolution, if you start meditating, the evolution starts happening faster. And so it's not about where you're at. What it's about is the speed at which the evolution happens. It's about the the flow. It's not about like, it doesn't matter where you're at, even though I just made jokes about yeah. <laughs> how my students are more advanced. So um, so really in life, what you want is to have a feeling of growth and a feeling of that things are going somewhere and that, that you're expanding yourself as a person. And so when we talk about spiritual awakenings, what that is, is, you know, whenever we're growing, that's what, where we're growing. We're growing in more and more awareness of our, of the oneness aspect, you know?
1: And, and we need we're, each other to grow. Sorry. I just wanted to make a little parenthesis before yeah. we, we went back <laughs> to the subject, but we, we really need each other t- to grow. Like for, in my experience, I, what really has made me a better teacher are my students. You know, people who would think that are less evolved than me, they're really not. That's their questions and their inquiry and everything that they do is is what teaches me. So, a, a, a guru, a teacher is no one without their students. So we really feed off each other in order to grow and evolve. So it's not like oh, we are you know we don't need those unevolved people like it's all (laughs) it's all part of you know the the unity and how we're all walking each other um towards that
0: yeah we're all we're all all humans first of all you know from a cosmic perspective we're all right on top of one another as far as where we're at and um and you know we're all doing this together you know th- that's the other thing about when your consciousness expands and you get out of the narrow end and you start getting into the wide part start getting to the ocean it's less about the eye
1: mm-hmm. you
0: know now you're not experiencing yourself as an I anymore you're experiencing yourself as as everyone and everything and you have a love you know love is that experience of one you know recognizing oneness in another so you start to feel love for everything and then so when something good happens to someone like you see someone evolving then that's it's happening to you too and if you have aided in that in some way then you feel good and it doesn't matter if you get credit for it if you don't get credit for it it's not the point because that's not how you're experiencing yourself anymore as someone who needs that kind of outside validation so you know one of the great you know benefits of having a spiritual awakening whether it's a quick one or a gradual one is you slowly slowly lose that that viewpoint that is It's all in it for me. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. And every time that we're having not a great time, (laughs) it's a great moment to search for a spiritual awakening. I know my spiritual awakenings all have uh, come out of really bad moments where I'm not having a good time. Um, you know, breakups are a great place <laughs> for spiritual awakenings. You know, you might be having a really bad time at first, but they're always, and I talked about this this weekend, which is interesting, but cause one of the girls that was there, she was, uh, recently, uh, had a breakup and we were all telling her like, it's, it seems really bad right now, but it's such a beautiful moment to get to know yourself again to do all the things that you wanted to do but couldn't do, to go out, meet new people, do all these fun activities—like it's a great place to jumpstart your growth. So every time we feel like we're not having a good, uh, we're not having a good time, we're a little. Um, stunted in, in our in our kind of pace of of growth, there's always an opportunity for a spiritual awakening. As you said, some are just come at you like the one I just had, where you do not expect it, and some just kind of slowly start peeking their head in. But there's yeah. um, there's always an, a beautiful opportunity for
0: that. And you know, don't squander the near misses. You know, <laughs> like mm-hmm. like you know. With with Patricio, that was an incredible, you know, such a gift that he is still with us. Um, mm-hmm. And then, you know, but with anything, a health scare or, you know, like with me before IT, it wasn't my, you know, I didn't, obviously I didn't have mother issues at that point. <laughs> she wasn't around anymore. But I was having some pretty intense mar- marital troubles mm-hmm. um, that helped push me to, to go inward and, and find some answers inward um and so you know whenever you have something that's hard it's an opportunity um and we're not we're not trying to be you know just put a, a happy face sticker yeah. on difficult things you just know get it's- over
1: it find the right. spiritual awakening
0: <laughs> right wait something awful's happening to you well good for you i'll send you a basket of flour you know like you no know, obviously when things are awful you know yes experience that live it like it, it it's, we need to be in the small and the big end of the funnel it's not like you know you can be in the wave in the ocean at once you can feel the suffering and the pain the difficulty while simultaneously having the perspective that that there's an opportunity here and this all isn't in vain you know we're not trying to do any spiritual bypassing here as they say yeah no not at all oh. and 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 yeah <laughs> <laughs> And sometimes it's hard, you know. You know, and and I'm careful too. You know, obviously, like if someone is going through something really, really trying, you don't lead with it's an opportunity.
1: You know? And
0: and sometimes we just
1: need a good cry. Sometimes yeah. we just need to lay down and feel sorry for ourselves, and just eat all the chocolate food <laughs> and that's fine too. Like. We, we need what we need at the time that we need it, and, and it's not fine. You know, sometimes people think that because we're Vedic meditators, like, we don't ever go through bad stuff. We do. You know, we do. And it's, it's part of the human experience. You know, it's not about just we only feel the good stuff. You know, we don't feel the bad stuff as much.
0: Well, I, I I don't know. I'd say we feel things pretty intensely as meditators, except we it's for only as long as is relevant, mm-hmm. which sometimes isn't very long. Um, so you know, it's like I'd say, you know, meditation lets you move through things quicker mm-hmm. to get you get to the per, the big perspective faster. Um and so, you know, some people it's actually confusing to me when like I'll hear of, um, these stories of someone who's, you know, been grieving for over a decade and hasn't like gotten past it. And I'm like, well, there's some, there's more going on there. Cause <laughs> it's, you know, at some point we need to, um, we need to, to move through things. You know, it's hard to imagine that being completely in a grieving state for a decade is relevant, but who knows? Maybe yeah. it is. I don't know. But and, um, and
1: you know, some of my students sometimes are a little scared. They're like, well, if I don't feel, um, you know, if I don't feel anger, I won't feel happiness. And it's, it's not like that, you know, as, as a meditator, as you were saying, you'll feel everything. It's about having all the human emotions that you can while you have to have them. And then when that is no longer relevant, you come back to your natural state, your uh, to your natural balanced state. But it's not that you're, bec- you're going to become, you know, just like a rug.
0: That. <laughs> not that
1: rugs are not sentient
0: <laughs> i got a rug right here that just heard that so i was looking at my rug i was like i'm sorry i'm just
1: using you as an example <laughs> but you know sometimes um sometimes people feel like because they meditate and they won't feel all these negative emotions they won't feel the happy ones and it's like you'll feel everything
0: didn't you, didn't you see Aladdin?
1: <laughs> I did, and the rug is one of my favorite characters, so I'm sorry <laughs> to all the rugs.
0: <laughs> you better be careful, because you're probably going to end up tripping sometime in the next like, a couple of weeks <laughs> on the edge of a rug somewhere. I was like, rock,
1: rug. <laughs> what am I going to use as an example?
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> Well, to me, I kind of how it, it, it is experienced is, um, you know, when you're going through anger, one of these difficult things, you know, um, after you've had a certain level of meditation in your life, um, you have, you're in the witness state too. So you have the experience, you have the grief, you have the anger, and you also have that inner awareness that is witnessing the emotion. Mm -hmm. So, and so it almost feels like your awareness is split so you're in and that's your awareness in both the wave and the ocean at once so it feels so you it's like you said you're not a rug <laughs> you know, you're having the feeling but you have that perspective at the same time yeah. and so that's also what helps you move through it faster um
1: it, but it's but. like i was talking to one of her colleagues kathy kathy rolf oh. um, kathy, um kathy, yeah, so maybe if she's listening hi kathy <laughs> hi kathy <laughs> I was asking her about migraines because um, a few of my students suffer from migraines and she was telling me, they know the meditation helped a little, but there's something in her brain that she has migraines and she got, that was her spiritual awakening. That's what got Mm -hmm. her into meditation. And the thing is, she says that the migraines didn't really go away that much, but she, she, she is now in a, in a, higher state of consciousness than when she started meditating. So she's like, even though I have a migraine, it's not overpowering as it once was. I can have a migraine, but at the same time, I can feel my inner bliss. I can feel the joy of, you know, walking in the beach or having lunch with my friends. And the migraine does, is, is not, it's not kind of blinding. It allows me to just, I can just do whatever I want. And that's what kind of pushed her into that spiritual awakening. So it's not that it went away, but everything else kind of
0: <laughs> got way better. I, I, I'm i impressed because when I have a migraine, I've got my head under a pillow with the thing of frozen peas on my face. <laughs> it's like yelling at Ben to get me some something, <laughs> anything. It's like, get me some drugs. <laughs> But no, I, it's, it's true. She's, um, she's found that, that, that inner witness that's let lets her witness the pain and also experience the two things. So, yeah, it's, but it's, 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 you know, it's all a a work in progress. You know, we're all works in progress. This is all, you know, this is all gradation, you know, it's not like for the very, like, you know, spiritual awakenings, like Eckhart Tolle, it happens, but for the most part, this is a gradual process, Mm -hmm. you know?
1: And And, that's what makes it fun. You know, the process is, is the outcome seeing how you've grown, um, enjoying, enjoying the process of, you know, evolving and seeing and, and living and everything that comes with it. It's what makes it all, all great.
0: Exactly. And, you know, if you can be that inner witness, it's almost like you're watching the story of your life and, and whenever we watch a movie, it's entertaining, right? Because it doesn't matter what's in the movie. What, you know, whether it's a happy movie, a sad movie, it's eventful. We're watching a story. We're watching a sequence of events. And we're watching the evolution of the characters through those. And every story, every good story, has the same story elements. Mm-hmm. And this, there's always a conflict. The conflict is what lets the characters in the story evolve. So what works for your favorite movie also works for your life. I love that.
1: That's so true.
0: <laughs> and so it'll be interesting to see Izzy and maybe you can comment in future episodes how this latest, you know, you, this has just happened to you. So, you know, you don't have a lot of data and perspective on it yet. But, you know, as we move forward with our podcast to comment on, you know, what has happened because of this event Absolutely. for both you and patricio and everybody associated
1: yeah i think it's going to be it's going to be interesting i know that it it it's going to shift things and always in a in a better and more evolutionary way so we'll see we'll see a command we'll
0: see. we will we will see so thank you all for listening with us tonight um I guess could be any time of day for you <laughs> it's the middle of the night for us <laughs> <laughs> but thank you for listening um and like i've said before we love to get your comments we love to get your feedback we love to get any subject um recommendations um your inquiry helps give us inspiration so please or if you just have something funny because obviously we love funny things <laughs> we're all ears. <here, laughs> we love it <laughs> And, yeah, you know, to to see um, all the other episodes, you can go on our website, um, meditationwithoutborders.net. Uh, we're also on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And so if you want to look for us on there, you have to type out Meditation Without Borders being the change podcast.
1: <laughs> Thank you so much for listening.
0: Thank you. We'll, we'll see you soon. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs>